Hello and welcome to the seventh episode of the Beans Media Diary. I'm so pleased you decided to listen in as we've got all of these things coming right up. I think his story is fantastic, the way that he was forced out of his own company. And then he was the saviour of that company in the end. Yeah. So I, I, I think Steve Jobs is someone that I'd like to sit down and have dinner with. It's a series of podcasts that helped me become a more well-rounded individual. Every episode, I'll be joined by a different person from the world of media, food, sports, property, and everything in between. In this show, I am joined by Naresh Raj from Evolve Asset Management. How are we doing? Are you okay? Good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, cool, man. How's, um, how's Bedford looking? The Bedford's all right. It's a bit wet and windy today, but it's going well. It's looking all right. Awesome, man. Let's, uh, let's get straight into this. So just a quick disclaimer for everyone's listening. I've known you for how many how many years? Since you were about this big. <laughs> yeah, so what, what's, that, what's that like? 30 plus years? 30, 30 plus years, yeah. Yeah, so I'm best friends with your younger brother. Yes. Uh, so that's uh, that's how I met. So just if I uh, call you Nin or if I start saying stuff that the listeners don't know, that's that's exactly why. That's no worries, don't worry. Cool. So um, you got into the property industry uh, in 2016, 2015? Um, no, I mean, I've, I've been in property for the best part of 15 odd years now. Okay. Uh, I actually started the uh, agency Evolve um, in 2016, but prior to prior to that, I was building a pro portfolio. Okay, cool. And so, what has happened in the property industry since since you started um, Evolve in 2016? Um, there's been massive changes. This this industry is a ever evolving industry. Um, more regulation come in every month after month. You know, we've had tax changes for landlords. You've had, you know, even as as recent as the first of June, there's a there's a new les- legislation coming in with regards to uh, electrical safety. And I mean, this this is ever forever changing. And okay. It's really to keep on top of all, all, all the regulations. Okay, cool. And how do you how do you do that? Do you get like um, emails or stuff from the government, or how how does it work? Uh, the government is doesn't really update that well i mean it's, it's a case of going on the direct.gov website and making sure you're aware of what's going on um but you get a lot of information from uh, landlord bodies uh, like arla for example or landlord today um you know who publish you all, all these findings okay cool and so what sort of um, services do evolve uh, provide so what sort of stuff do you guys do so you know primarily we'd a residential property management company um so we do uh, say, say letting so if you've got a house to rent we'd source the tenants for you reference all the tenants do all the viewings etc manage the property on your behalf as well have any maintenance carried out there by our, our, our contractors so it's a complete hands-off experience for the property owner um, so we essentially take all that headache away from them and making sure that everything that's done at that property is within the law as well um you know, we we also we've also partnered up with some independent financial advisors as well. So if we've got a we've got somebody who needs to raise money against their portfolio, um, or they're purchasing another property, we can help with those bridging loans or mortgages, etc. Um, you know, and obviously we do have the option here of selling as well. The and the the joy of 
us selling your houses because we've got so many private landlords on our books who essentially are investors within the property market as well. It's it's a very simple, you know, Mr. Landlord, are you interested in purchasing this area? Yes or no? You know, so it's it's really simple sales process. Okay, cool. So you provide sort of a like sort of 360 overview of the property market? Yes. So, right. Okay, cool. So if I wanted to buy a house, so I don't own a house at the moment, but if I wanted to do buy a house, what would be the processes behind that? Uh, first and foremost, obviously, we'd have to find a house that's suitable for you. Um, we'd have to understand, you know, how you're looking to purchase the property, whether it would be a cash purchase, whether you'd be mortgaging, if it's mortgaging, and then we then introduce you to our IFAs and they would then process that mortgage for you. Uh, once you have your decision in principle, uh, which means the bank will essentially lend you X amount of money. We, we could we could find you the house, and if you're happy with it, um, you know we just we take it off the market, start the conveyancing process, exchange the contracts, job done, and it's nice and simple when you've wow. done it. Times. <laughs> so what sort of um, so what sort of hurdles or roadblocks would come between me buying the house to, from me to wanting to buy the house to me buying the house? Is there is there a few, or is it quite simple? Yeah, no, there, there, there is a few hurdles. Uh, one, it could be your, let's say your mortgage isn't approved. Um, two, it could be that the property was undervalued by the surveyor, um, which essentially means that you'd either have to pull out of the property or put more money into the property yourself. Um, the vendor could pull out as well. Um, so yeah. until contracts have been exchanged, which is near enough the last thing in the conveyancing process, um, at any point in time, the vendor can pull out and, um, you know, you're not, uh, you're not legally liable for anything. Okay, cool. So once the contract is changed, then if if any party falls out, then there is you know there is some legal uh, compensations that would be paid. Okay, cool. So what about the like if we look at the flip side of that? What about if I wanted to sell a house? What would be what would be the process behind that? Okay, so I mean, if you're selling a house, we'd obviously we'd have to make sure that you've got all the the right certification in place. Um, we would assess, uh, we would appraise the property from a market perspective to give you an idea of what the value of the property would be. Um, and that's just a market appraisal. Um, the final valuation will come from a surveyor. We'd, have, we'd advertise the property, conduct the viewings for you. Um, what, 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 once we've found somebody who wants to purchase the property, we then guide the, those individuals through the whole conveyancing process. Okay. It could take it could take up to three months for a purchase, sometimes even longer. Wow. Okay. Cool. So it's quite a long process then. Yeah, it's the conveyancing process takes takes the longest. Um, so when you're buying a house, you have you have the local searches done. So it'd be drainage searches, etc. Um, they they take a few weeks to come back, um, but that that's all with the solicitor, and it all depends on how quick your solicitor is as well. Okay. You know, if you have a solicitor who's just you know taking it nice and easy. Um, then it could take you know three three weeks, but we have managed to turn turn them around in twenty eight days as well. Wow, that's yeah, because I obviously I you're the expert, but that that's quite quick, isn't it? Twenty eight days. Yeah, I mean, well, if you're purchasing, let's say you're purchasing a repossession property, um, or you're purchasing through auction, then twenty eight days completion is the norm. Okay. Yeah, so you just need to make sure that at that point in time, uh, prior to you committing to the property, you've got your funds in place, your mortgage is ready to go, your solicitor is ready to go. And if, if that's the case, 28 days can be done. Um, sometimes you get a delay on uh, 
if you've got inquiries, if your solicitors sent inquiries back to the seller or the, the vendor, for example, and that solicitor's taken some time to bring those inquiries back. Okay, cool. So I've heard of the term chain. So what, what does what does that mean? Like, a chain would be like, for example, supposing you, you own a house, but you need to sell that house to buy another house. Um, okay. and you've and you've already seen the house that you want to buy. So that therefore um, we need to find a buyer for your existing property for you to go on and do your follow-on purchase. So uh, okay. comes a chain. And if at any point in that the chain breaks down, so for example, let's say the person who's buying your house withdraws for any reason, therefore you can't continue with your follow-on purchase. Okay, cool. So it's like a sort of like domino effect. Is that right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, we, we do that a lot in in lettings as well, chains. So for example, we may have somebody who who wants a one bedroom flat, uh, and the person in the one bedroom flat wants to go on to a two bedroom house and so on. And then we end up sometimes having a big chain of people moving all within the same properties within our organization, but it becomes a chain that they're all moving. And obviously if one person decides that they're not gonna go on into the next property, then that chain breaks down. So it's not just you have chains. Okay, cool. And is that like frustrating for everyone involved? Like when a a chain does break? Of course, of course. I mean, you know, there's a lot of disappointment that happens. You know, if if you've got your heart set on purchasing that other property and, you know, you can't do it, but buy that because the chain's broken down. You know, so there's a lot of disappointment in that as well. Us as the agents, we find it very frustrating as well because a lot of work goes into that. And then, you know, a lot of work uh, goes into a lot of time goes into it. And if nothing's achieved by the end of it, then naturally it's frustrating for all parties. Definitely, yeah. I just wanted to like sort of touch on your work ethic and your like sort of your values. Does do you think anyone can be successful, or do you think you need to have certain qualities to 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 be successful? I mean, I mean, naturally, you have you have to have qualities, um, but these these qualities aren't things that you know you'd uh, that you'd say, well, unfortunately, I wasn't born with those qualities. You know, you you can train your brain. To have certain qualities uh, and become successful uh, if you have the drive and the desire to do something it can be achieved you know there's there's nothing impossible in life yeah okay so would you so you said hard work is sort of like sort of the forefront of of what you consider to be successful of course if, if you're if you're not willing to put the hard work in yourself and commit that time then no one's going to do it for you. Yeah. Okay. So if you want to be successful in life, you have to be willing to make sacrifices, um, to go without sleep sometimes, to work yeah. long hours. Yeah. No. I, yeah. I've sort of because I'm sort of at the start of that journey, um, and I'm finding that yeah, you have to like if you want to go out for a night out and you've got work to do, that's 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 a sacrifice you've got to make. You have to do that. Yeah. No. And uh, what sort of, what sort of, so we're in lockdown at the moment, what's changed since lockdown started for you personally and also for Evolve? Um, so with regards to Evolve, obviously we were, we were closed for a good part of seven weeks during lockdown. Yeah. Uh, and we opened up again about two weeks ago. Uh, but we were still working remotely, um, but we weren't conducting viewings, et cetera. It was all kind of remote viewings, video viewings, um, but the market was slow. Um, things are picking up again now. 
uh, but it will. It, I, I I predict it will take nine to twelve months for things to go back to how they were. Carefully, okay. January. And but from a business point of view, you have to adapt. Um, and if you don't adapt, you become obsolete. Yeah. So, uh, you know, not not just evolve. I'm sure many um, lettings agents out there had to do the same as us. You know, you, you have to adapt your business. But there there's been major changes uh, at the moment. Um, and again, you know, the the speed of which the government was bringing out, you know, these changes in the industry as well. So, for example, um, evictions were put on hold. Um, you know the the mortgage mortgage breaks, etc. Uh, the way that the information was relayed out to the general public wasn't wasn't great. It was, um, you know, there was a lot of mixed messages out there. So we spent a lot of time educating people. Yeah. So, okay. Cool. Considering changes with the COVID nineteen, and to be honest with you, I, I I see further changes coming. I think I I think with COVID nineteen the the world that we know won't remain the same as what it was. There will be, you know, an element of social distancing put in place, and you know, I, I see a lot more people, you know, who are more aware of, you know, hygiene with their hands and hand sanitizers and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So, how long? Do you, so, you said sort of, sort of January, February next year. Do you think the the slump will start to come back up again? I, I, I'm see. I, I'm predicting that. Yes. Okay. Okay, cool. So where would you see the the housing and the estate agent industry in sort of like two years time, two and a half years? I mean, the 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 industry is growing. There's okay. there's no doubt about it. I mean, but the the industry is also affected by things that are beyond our control. So, for example, Brexit. Okay. You know, that's that, that's beyond our control within the industry. You know, that was a democratic decision. That was a decision that the general public made. And you know, the, and the government has to fulfil them. It was, um, but it, it naturally affects every, every industry. So, with 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 most industries, property when it works on supply and demand. If if there isn't an, enough demand there, then obviously the uh, the prices come down. The not just the the purchase prices, but also rental prices as well. Yeah. So this this will be an interesting year to see. You know, with uh, no, nobody predicted uh, COVID nineteen, we were all preparing for the Brexit aftermath. Um, and now we've got to take in Brexit and COVID nineteen. Yeah, no, it's um, it's definitely tough for everyone. Not not only in the in the housing market, but for everyone else, it's 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 not easy and it's tough. Yeah. Um. So just to just to wrap up wrap up, I want to ask you some quick fire questions. So, what advice would you give a fifteen year old Naresh Raj? So, what would you what would you say to him? Um, I I think. I think if if I was to go back and meet myself as a 15 year old, I would probably say to myself, it's important to have a a, a plan in life and where you want to be in life. Yeah. Um, but, but don't forget to live for today as well. Take those moments, enjoy the time, uh, and don't focus too much on tomorrow and the long term plan. Yeah. Uh, and I'd probably say to my 15 year old self, get a pen and paper out. And uh, and write down that Liverpool wins the Champions League in 2005, <laughs> and my team, and uh, make sure you put a little bet on it. Yeah, mate, that's a that's a both as both being Liverpool fans, that was a huge huge moment, <laughs> a huge moment of my life. Uh, so, given the choice of three people, dead or alive, who would you have as a dinner guest, and and why? So you've got yourself, 
and then three other people. Who would you who would you pick? Um, I would say uh, let's start with Steve Jobs. Yeah. Okay. Great shout. Yeah. Yeah. So you know Steve Jobs, he, he what a legacy he left behind. You know, he, he he was such a, a such a forward thinking person. Uh, he, he he left behind stuff like you know he he gave us the iPad, he gave us the iPhone. Um, he found a legal way for Napster, to, a platform like Napster, to be developed. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I think his story is fantastic. The way that he was forced out of his own company. And then he was the saviour of that company in the end. Yeah. So I, I, I think Steve Jobs is someone that I'd like to sit down and have dinner with. Yeah. Um, the next person, I would say um, Nikola Tesla. Okay, uh, yeah. So Nikola Tesla was great, in, in my opinion, such a great inventor. Um, and he was such a visionary. And today, many of the, uh, the gadgets that we use today are based on his original inventions, you know, like for example, wireless charging on your mobile phone. You know that was based on a Tesla coil. Yeah. So you know, I, I think he would be really interesting to have a sit down with. And um, another guy, I'm not sure whether you know of this person. It's a gentleman called Eric Thompson. No, no, who's that? Eric Thompson. He's he's a motivational speaker on YouTube. Okay. And um, I find his videos really, really helpful. So in the early days of business, you know, when you're, when you're starting a business from the ground up, it's, it's really, really easy to give up. And, you know, I've gone six months and I haven't had a single lead come in. Um, and in those days, I used to watch a lot of his motivational you know, videos and it really did help. In the, and, and to this day, I, I still watch his videos. Um, you know, sometimes when I'm struggling for motivation and I think, you know, I, I can't be bothered today. I, I didn't stop working till two o'clock in the morning last night. And, you know, I don't want to go in for half ten or something, you know, and you're struggling. Then, you you know, you watch some of his videos and you think, well, no, you, you know, it's um, it's very helpful. Yeah. So I suppose, I suppose you know, that there would be the three that I would, uh, that I would choose to have dinner with if I had a choice. Yeah, no, because like going back to what is it, Eric Eric Thompson? Did you say? Yeah. So yeah, so going back to him, like, I'm reading a book at the moment where it said you have to almost accept that you're gonna fail. Okay. And that you, and that you are gonna you are gonna mess up, but once you when you do fail, when you do mess up, you you just got to keep on going, mm. and you've just got to push through. And I think that relates good to what Eric Thompson was saying. <laughs> the the thing is, Val, it's you know in life and in business. You know, if we were to put life and business on a graph, we'd all love to see the curve, uh, the, the graph going up like that. Yeah. But it never, yeah. never works like that. It goes up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down. It's, yeah. You know, and that's life and that's business. Yeah. But if you give up when you're down, you know, it's uh, that's not how you progress. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So, so you've got you, you've got Steve Jobs, you've got Nikola Tesla, and Eric Thompson. That's the that's a, that's a good dinner party. <laughs> <laughs> so last question i want to ask you is where do you where do you see yourself in 10 years time so what do you think the restaurage will be doing in 2030 i would love to say that i will probably be slowing down okay however knowing the person i am i'll probably slow down for two weeks and say i'm bored and, <laughs> and go 100 miles an hour again uh, in in the ideal world, I'd love to be sitting on my, in, in my villa overlooking the sea, 
enjoy enjoying some sun somewhere. Yeah. Uh, you know, and and uh, taking a break. Uh, but only time will tell. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I think that's a uh, that's a perfect way to end. Thank you so much. No problem. Well, that, thank you, Val, for inviting me onto your show. No, no, don't be silly, man. It's been it's been a pleasure. If you have made it this far, thank you very much for listening to the seventh episode of the Beans Media Diary. If you have enjoyed listening, please subscribe or follow. I promise I'll be super grateful. And if you're feeling kind, please leave a review. A massive thank you to everyone at Beans Media for their help. Make sure you keep an eye on their socials for details of the next episode. Bye-bye.